0: It's the Friends Without Benefits podcast. My name is Jason Horton. Welcome to the show. Today I'm talking to Carlos Ramirez. He's a musician, producer, and he has a site that I love called No Echo, uh, focusing on hardcore, punk, metal, crossover, maybe some things in between. And he, I would say, is an authority on the subject. Uh, He happens to have Uh, some interviews that I was like, I always wanted an interview with this person, what happened to them? um, And they've always been around, but I just didn't have access to it. And he asked the questions and uh, gets the uh, answers that I want to hear. So uh, we talk about music a lot. I don't really have many music people. Everyone probably on here likes music. But when the focus is somewhat music, I mean, we talk about other things. We talk about pizza, we talk about New York, um, you know, and we talk about music. And I tend to skip around a lot because uh, I can become very, I don't know, become very excitable when it comes. I mean, I could talk about one band for, you know, an hour. So uh, this is pretty exciting for me just to be able to talk about a subject I don't normally talk about. And I hope to bring more Um, You know, people from bands of all genres, but, you know, specifically, you know, the hardcore scene, the metal scene, uh, the punk scene. And so I'm hoping for more of that, you know, and that's pretty rock and roll. But uh, it doesn't mean you can't dress it up. Talking about Black Tux. Very excited. I'm waiting for my Black Tux order. The Belmont. Black Tux has everything you need for special events weddings, cool stuff that you want to post pictures of. You're like, look at me, I'm doing something cool. Black Tux never gets too old because they have new and exciting styles. Yeah, I know. I Listen, I don't have a lot of fancy stuff, but I know what I like when I see it. And if you are going for like a stylist selected outfit or you want to build a custom look, Black Tux has tons of new suits and tuxedos to choose from for your big spring events. They're always changing up their looks making it fun to try on different suits and tuxedos. Even if you have a suit, you got like that suit, switching it up with Black Tux is always a great idea. It makes it look, you look like, oh, wow, this guy owns a lot of suits. Um, and with the new fit algorithm, you don't have to awkwardly measure yourself or have some a friend help you. They don't know what they're looking at either. The Black Tux does it for you. Plus, the Black Tux has a free home try-on that lets you see the fit and feel the quality of your suit months before your event. After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before your event. And remember, you got to remember how simple the returns are. It's key. Easy. You wear it. You turn heads. You look cool. And then you send it back three days after your event. Shipping is free both ways. Very easy. Stand out at your event for the right reasons with the black tux. And if you have, if you've, haven't checked out the black tux in a while, you're missing out. they got new complete looks and suit essentials for all your upcoming spring events and weddings. Look as great as your date. Your date looks good. Why don't you look good? To get $20 off your purchase, visit the slash FWB. That's the slash FWB for $20 off your purchase. The Black Tux, premium rental suits and tuxedos delivered. The stand-up comedy's been going pretty well, I guess, at least according to me. I don't know about the people watching it, uh, but I have another show at Flappers in Burbank. On uh a little date I like to call 420. Now, you don't know if you know me or you don't know me, I- I'm not a 420 guy. Not that I have anything against it or uh I-, I don't it doesn't nothing it doesn't bother me. I'm just I don't feel like I have a lot to contribute uh to 420 based comedy. I, I don't even know if the show itself is like 420 based or does it just happens to be on 420? Will I tell a 420 story or joke? Yes, I have to. I have to honor it. I have to respect those three. If it was 311, I would do 311-based stuff. Are those different than each other? I don't know. I think they fit together pretty well, but I will honor that. Um, I'm on uh, two weeks with no soda, more specifically diet soda, because I wasn't drinking regular soda, um, I thought I was being healthy by just drinking diet soda. I mean, I knew it wasn't healthy. It's been two weeks. Uh, so is it not only no, soda, but it's no aspartame. So it's not, you know, no diet iced teas or whatever. And I've been forcing myself, maybe like once a day, just to change it up to drink uh, like flavored spring water, whatever that it's, it doesn't taste very good. Um, but I'm starting to get used to it. So it's been two weeks. Definitely feel a bit better. Uh, definitely less bloated. I knew that last time I quit soda, so a little less bloated, so that's good. Um, maybe a little bit – I get migraines, so a little less with the headaches. Nothing ma- nothing yet really to really report uh, on that. I mean, yes, I definitely feel better because I'm drinking more water, so that's good. It's forcing me to do that, which is probably giving me less migraines because I wasn't drinking enough water. So I'm putting better things in my body, including RX bar. Yeah, I'm still eating RX bars. I have been for years. They're awesome. They're great. They have everything. That's an example of something that has really good ingredients, and the ingredients are right on the package. RX Bar's ingredients do all the talking. It's simply like eating three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds with no BS. It turns out real food ingredients actually taste really good, and they do taste good. I'm on a huge chocolate sea salt kick right now. Always into the berry ones, but right now, I'm really into chocolate sea salt. It's like if you like sweet or savory, you're set. You're good. I like to mix it up, but right now it's chocolate sea salt. Um, There's 11 flavors, so mix it up. It's 11 different flavors. You're going to find one or more that you like. There's uh, no—it's gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, all the frees. It's It's got everything free that you want free. There's no added sugar, no artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. Egg whites for protein. This is very important to me. The quality of protein I have in a, in, a, in a food bar, protein bar, powder, I'm very, very specific on what kind of protein it is. And egg white protein is good protein, pre-workout, post-workout. I, I already eat eggs and egg whites, so it's giving me exactly what I want. Egg white protein stands out as a source of protein that is easy for your body to absorb. If you're not absorbing it, what's the point? And you could take it anywhere, a, a snack at the office, throw it in your bag for the plane, toss it in your backpack for a bike ride or hike. I'm doing a lot of spin bikes, I'm not biking outside. But yes, it applies. For 25% off your first order, visit rxbar.com benefits and enter the promo code benefits. That's rxbar.com benefits and enter the promo code benefits. All right, let's get into my conversation with Carlos Ramirez. Uh, I like your Fred Perry jacket, by the way. Thank
1: I love, you. I love her. you. Like Fred Perry? Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm, uh, I'm stereotypical. Hard, yeah. Hardcore guy. Yeah. Yeah. With the uh, Fred Perry. You button to the top, right? No, do I don't. Polos? You do polo to the top? I don't polo to the top because uh, I feel bloated.
0: Oh yeah. You know no, right? no. I I, I know. It, I think yeah. it looks cool. It definitely. But it looks good if you're like a. Th- uh, like a th- a thin, yeah, hot yeah. person. Like a thin, hot person. You know, looks great.
1: Uh, to bring it right to hardcore. Yeah. I mean, we already did, but yeah. Arthur from... Yeah, Gr- oh, Gr- he looks... Yeah, he yeah. works at Fred Perry.
0: Oh, uh, okay. The retail
1: uh, end of it. He where- doesn't just make millions at- on grill biscuits? No, he has okay. to have a job. Um, and he always has uh, beautiful Fred Perry stuff. I mean, it's not fair. He works there. Yeah. But uh, he-, he buttons it to the top, but he's thin. Yeah, he's tall and thin, mm-hmm. yeah. and he
0: looks... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Trust me, I've seen pictures of myself and my neck is just like no. But I'm like, but come on, I'm a th- in my mind, I'm a thin person. My yeah. neck is like, no, you're 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 short and fat. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. But I was just in London for actually a uh, passion for my honeymoon. Mm. And so it was like Fred Perry everywhere. I was just yeah. like, everything is so But where do you get yours?
1: I get um I used to get it at Posers on Melrose. Okay.
0: Yeah, they have a pretty big like Yeah, yeah. they
1: they do. Um and then just through the years uh, from going to New York, I go to the outlet in New York, Brooklyn. Oh, okay. They have an outlet, which is really good prices. Uh, and then... Um, and it's real. It's real. It's the real deal. Okay. Yeah, that's a thing, because yeah. you don't want to get burned. It's in Brooklyn, eBay. so it's got to be it's, real. It's real. It's, it's yeah. in the hard I think it's in Williamsburg. Okay. And then, um, you know, uh, I also... A, a good place to go to Zappos, believe it or not. Um, you know, maybe you, from your phone, yeah. the Zappos app, and I find Fred Perry stuff there. Good but like it, prices, or... Yeah, good prices. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid and uh, I first you know encountered Fred Perry through Morrissey and hardcore, it was too expensive for me. Yeah. So it still is it's expensive it's, still, yeah. yeah. But now as an adult, I can do it. Right, right. You can you know. justify, yeah, uh, yeah. You know yeah. I mean, but that's important. like the fanciest stuff I have. I don't. Other than that, I just wear band T shirts for the most part.
0: Right, which <laughs> are usually. Why don't they make them more like I know Revelation has a couple that are like they have that soft style. Yeah. Why don't they just make more like that? Because it just they're not comfortable.
1: Yeah. Do you have they, an in on that? I feel like you have an in on everything. I don't know why. Yeah. It's got to be some financial thing. I will say, though, that um, uh, bands will send me T-shirts um, now that I do the you know the website. And um, some of the shirts, you know, it, it all depends. Some people are Gildan people, you know, yeah. Fruit of the Loom, American Apparel. Uh, some of them are like when I put them on my belly, it looks like it's like I'm stretching out like pantyhose material. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, it's like nylon. So we need Fred Perry, Spanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> got to get yeah. them out there. So, yeah, got to get them. So yeah. you're you're from New York, Queens, New York, born, born in Jackson Heights in oh, Queens. Queens. Uh, Jackson Heights, the home of yeah. Civ yeah. and uh, Anthony from Killing Time. Yeah.
0: Wait, so, where's R- R- the Ramones from? Ramones,
1: Ramones. are from. Uh, well, they went to Farris Hills High School, right? And they were they're from f- Queens, but they're not. They're from Queens, yeah. uh, Forest Hills, Kew yeah. Gardens. Yeah. Um Yeah. So people from Queens. And Brooklyn, we're obnoxious because we always tell you within a few minutes of meeting you, like, yeah, I'm from Queens. Sure. We're very specific, you know, or I'm not from Manhattan. Yeah. And actually, I was talking to Sammy from, you know, New York hardcore mm-hmm. drummer extraordinaire the, the other day, and he, I was saying, you're one of the few people that's actually from New York City, Manhattan. New yeah. York City. It's usually people from the outer boroughs. But, uh, yeah, I'm from Queens, and – um Rich hardcore history there. Yeah. A lot of people came from there. Um, Walter uh, from Gorilla Biscuits. And w- was
0: living in Queens, did that have any, did that
1: actively influence you? Was it after the fact that you were
0: like, oh, all these people are from Queens? Or was it because you were in Queens that you got exposed to a lot of stuff?
1: I think because um, I lived there, um, you know, in the 80s, you know, I, I'm 43, so um, in the 80s, being, it was a great time because hip hop was happening it was brand new and uh i came in through hardcore through metal that's my first you know love heavy metal and um so when i got into hardcore uh it was cool because it's like the thing everyone always says like with punk rock these people were just like me they weren't you know virtuoso musicians and when they finished their set they were right next to me, you know, standing on the street waiting, you know, to like go to the cars or whatever, or go to the subway even. The
0: stage, the audience, the street was all like one thing. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and coming from heavy metal where I would go to clubs even really young at L'Amour and uh, Ritz and all these other clubs – uh there was separation with the metal bands where they had the bus and it was like oh they had the group. But that was part of the magic though. It was. You know what was. I mean?
0: Like Motley, you know, I had like shout the devil when I was a yeah. kid and I was just like stare at the album cover like stay hungry or whatever. Yeah. And I'd be like, This is ma like I didn't want it to be I didn't want you to be like Absolutely. me because I didn't think I was cool. I was like, I want would, <laughs> you know what I mean? I wanted you to be separate with hardcore it it was kinda like, Oh yeah, you're just like a regular you probably have as much talent as
1: I do and I don't yeah. even know if you might play or not, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah and and that was it it was for me it wasn't punk rock it was hardcore where i found that some people talked about maybe a little younger than me where it was where the grunge scene where these bands look like me whatever but for me it was uh hardcore um and then i yeah i found out that a lot of them were from uh near me queens um but uh it it wasn't that wasn't the reason why i got into it it was just kind of being in the right place at the right time um I think that a lot of times people in the outer boroughs, Queens, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Bronx, um, there's, like, this stigma. People in Manhattan have this, like, thing, well, we're really the New Yorkers. We're from Manhattan, and you're the outer boroughs, as they what say. What does
0: Long Island fit in?
1: I mean, that's if, if people think Queens is uncool, Long Island is way uncool because Long Island is, you know, further out from Queens. But Long Island is where people from Queens move to when they make it. As adults, and they yeah. buy a house. That's sure. where they go. That's the suburbs. It's like where I live now. And the I live in Sherman Oaks. Right. You know, people like young people don't want to live in Sherman Oaks because super uncool. But that's where you kind of. Well, I want to go buy a house and settle down and have kids. Right. You I'm going to move live in Sherman Oaks.
0: I think even celebrities, as far as I know, it's like yeah. you know, Studio City or Encino, or you know, they. Yeah. you uh, don't want to be there, but you're close enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's Long Island, it, but you know, Long Island. I think it's that perfect kind of thing where. The suburbs and boredom, really. Uh, you, you, good music comes out of that, you know. Well,
0: you know, it's interesting because you, you know, you are from New York and mm-hmm. you moved out to Los Angeles, yeah. Uh, like me, I mean, I'm, I'm from. New Jersey, originally, mm-hmm. you know, the Bergen County yeah. areas, so you know. And then, you know, uh at a pretty young, like 10 or whatever, I moved with my family to the Orange County area, which yeah. is Newburgh, Poughkeepsie. Yeah. I say Newburgh out here. You know where Newburgh is, right? My
1: wife's from Poughkeepsie. Oh, your wife's from But you yeah. know where
0: Newburgh is. Absolutely. All right. Anywhere I go, if I'm like, oh, yeah, Newburgh, which is a pretty big, I mean, it's always been like the top 10, like, per capita crime, uh, you know, kind of place. It's, yeah. like, it's a pretty iconic, but I'm like, do you know Poughkeepsie? And everyone seems to know
1: Poughkeepsie. But
0: no one seems to know Newberg.
1: Yeah, and people in hardcore and heavy metal know Poughkeepsie from the chance. Chance, oh yeah, yeah, right. So which is
0: where I saw my first like name hardcore show, mm-hmm. which would be Murphy's Law. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think my f- that would probably either eighty nine or ninety, but definitely eighty nine. I saw a band called A Wall, which was a local band. Hmm. Which uh, they at the very end of it, Mike from All Out War, the singer from All yeah. Out War, sang for them. And I think in a, in a weird way, I mean, they might disagree, but in a weird way, it didn't really turn into All Out War, but that was kind of like, the lo- locale of that is how, okay. so that'd be like my first shows 89, mm-hmm. and then my first like, name show would be either 89 or 90, Murphy's Law at the Chance, um, okay, yeah. which I you know, remember really fondly.
1: Yeah, my wife, uh, who's not into hardcore, but she loves which is probably probably th- it's probably like you know what I mean. It'd be, yeah. it'd be a bit much, right? I, I think so. Uh, some people think it's great because oh, we go to shows together and everything. I like the separation yeah. uh, of it. Uh, but she loves typo-negative, which is strange because it's just nothing else. Kind of yeah. that she likes is like typo-negative. But uh, they were big at the chance because they did a Halloween show every year. They played in Newburgh a lot at this place called the Avalon. It was a skate okay. park. he's like. Life of Agony and Tempo Negative played together
0: there at the skate okay. park all the time.
1: Yeah. What other bands are from uh, that area? Newburgh? Um, I always think of All Lot War immediately. There's All Lot War. That um, as
0: far as... Yeah, I can't... I mean, there's like a lot of like, uh, bands. There's a band called Drowning Room that was... Oh, yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you know Sean... He's a singer He's from there And he okay. lives out here now It's just like one of those things Where people live out here now There's a band called Joshua That, that were on Doghouse Records That oh, were yeah. not yeah. yeah And I was friend. You know what I mean We all yeah. went to high school together Yeah Um. In summer school And we'd like they A lot of those dudes Really like turned me on To like bands I never Like Gorilla Biscuits Like yeah. Sean turned me on Brought me the tape And I was just like You know before that I was like Clash uh, and then, you know, Clash is very, uh, I was like, you know, Smiths and mm-hmm. uh, whatever and like Beastie Boys. But then I was like, oh, what's, you know, what is like a Susel Tendencies album or, uh, uh, you know, Youth Today that I just bought in Jersey at a uh, Can't Close My Eyes just because I was like, this looks cool. Yeah. Put it in the tape deck for my dad in the mall, like down there. I was like 14 or whatever. And he was like, take this away. I never want to hear this again. <laughs> and I was like, I'm onto something. Yeah. I felt like, yeah. but
1: did you meet your wife? In New York? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I met her um, when we – I was still living in Queens, and she was going to school at NYU, finishing, and we met um, th- through MySpace Okay, you know, to, to kind of nice. date it. Yeah. yeah. Um, she, she was friends of someone I was friends with. I'm only 20, kinda... so listen <laughs> – or barely 21 right now, so I don't even know what MySpace is. Well, I mean, to further date myself, I was on Friendster yeah. before that. Remember that? But, um, yeah, so we met – through that, so it wasn't through the hardcore scene or, or yeah. anything like that. But uh, she, she got in your top eight, though, right? She she was. <laughs> she in got in your top eight there. Yes, and um, and you know we're still together through Facebook and through Instagram. We're we're, we're every social media. Yeah. We're we're you know rolling with the punches. Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: she. So when did did you when you met her? Were mm-hmm. you in the city and she was in in uh. Or she, she, was, was, she was in the city too. She right?
1: was living uh, right by the Palladium okay. um, in like Union Square. Yeah. And uh, I was living in Queens. And yeah, so and she was volunteering at this uh, animal shelter in Brooklyn. So we would hang out in Brooklyn. And, and it was, I mean, I'm almost eight years older than her. So um, she was finishing college, and I was already kind of over hanging out and doing that kind of stuff, sure. like hanging out at bars and all that. So I was kind of like, uh, well, maybe it's not gonna work because I'm already kind of like boring, and I'd rather just hang out at home. Yeah. But she, she, her personality worked for that. She was, she's fine with that. So, yeah, we we moved out here together in 2006, and um, yeah, she works in television. So I should have yeah. her.
0: I, really, honestly, I'm sitting yeah. here. I was like, I yeah. wish she was here right now. <laughs> yeah. Because I could be talking to her about about how can you help my
1: career you know what i mean yeah. like and that isn't that really what it's all about <laughs> she could help your career more than i could right you know, unless right. you're in a hardcore band or something yeah so much no yeah. but uh, but
0: you have like you're uh you're uh, that's what i want to ask you because yeah. i'm i'm actually a year older than you mm-hmm. so i've been around the block for a year <laughs> longer um uh wh- what was uh your first show like what was your first how about this What was your first – I don't have really many music people in here. Mm -hmm. Everyone likes music, but Mm -hmm. music isn't really, like, the kind of impetus of it. Uh, What was your first, like, show or concert? And then what was your first, like, hardcore, if they were different?
1: Well, the the first concert I went to um, was Menudo. Okay. Remember them? Oh, yeah. Um, I had older cousins who were uh, into Menudo. And so it was 1981, so I was six. Uh, That was my first concert experience. And then the first one where I picked where, you know, I wanted to go see – the, the artist was Michael Jackson. Okay, and then for rock, it was uh, Metallica Nazi, and Ozzy. And what year was that? Eighty six, I think it was. And I was, I was fortunate enough where I had uh, my next door neighbor, Stephen. Uh, he he was three years older, and his parents were really cool, and they would just drive us to, to the Nassau Coliseum on Long Island uh, when we went to, we went to see Ozzy. Uh, I saw
0: Duran Duran there, so I think yeah. I've seen Duran Duran at Nassau. I think.
1: Oh, nice. So, yeah, and, and I think Depeche Mode. So okay. I think um, I think that I, I saw, saw Depeche the, Mode there too. Yeah, was on, it? Uh, it was uh, the one. It was with the, the opening. It was um, songs of faith devotion. Okay. Yeah, was I saw through. it was uh, Juice and Mary Chain and Nitzer Ebb. Oh, on nice. The, uh, probably Violator tour. Yeah, or right before, yeah, probably like yeah. Viol- Violator, Violator. Violator. Um Yeah, so Ozzy, Metallica was the first rock or heavy metal, and then. The first hardcore show was at at LaMore in Brooklyn and it was uh, Biohazard uh before they were signed and then Leeway, they had points to expire out, and then uh, Exodus was a headliner. And uh Leeway just was amazing and it was scary. Yeah. And and um back then you would take the subway from Queens to Bay Ridge where where the club was in Brooklyn, and it would take like two and a half hours. It was just something stupid like that. But I was 14, and, you know, there was the yeah, subway time was wasn't, like, really no. the same
0: thing. The excitement
1: of... Didn't care. Yeah. And you would get to a show, and you remember this, you, when you'd go to a show when you were really young, you'd get there right when it opened. You didn't want to miss any opening yeah. bands. Now it's kind of like, oh,
0: who's yeah. opening? Yeah. I, like, I want to see the times that, that yes. people are going, which I actually, I mean, honestly, I appreciate it. Uh, Does that yeah. happen
1: in comedy? Are there, people, are there openers, or are people like, I am not want to go see them? Um, or I've seen yeah. them too many times. Same material. Sometimes you
0: don't know though when like people are going. Uh, but yeah, I think like the comedy store will have that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, yeah. But you guys don't have merch in that world. No, 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 no. There's no. Uh, there's no. Mer- <laughs> there's really. There's no. A lot of like filming. There's no merch. There's no. Uh, I mean, there's not. something very cool. Have yeah. To have like some, you know, comedy. Because t-
1: t- I remember uh, at Rev Fest last year, people. Um, I, I, I people were like, I'm getting there early because I, I want to make sure that I get a T-shirt. Like oh, a certain t shirt yeah, 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 sellout sizes.
0: Well, I think, you know, I just saw it was interesting just to skip around. Um, I saw Misfits, uh, you know, in, in Vegas, uh, mm-hmm. their thing, and then I saw I don't know if it was there or it was there, and then whatever's happening, it would happen in L.A. But there was an early time to get merch. Oh, it was like yeah, some weird thing that you could go. <laughs> there was a separate, almost like a separate thing, separate from the show. Because it is kind of can be kind of like a pain to, you know, you have the show you got to carry all the stuff yes. or whatever. I mean, their merch was pretty terrible, mm. Misfit stuff. Con- considering they were like probably the, one of the best branded yeah. things out there, it was really bad. Ooh. just corny. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just not cool. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah. So, I, but uh, that is part of like the excitement of like, you know, if, like fanzines as people still buying fanzines yeah. or you know, people's record collections and um, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yours. My first concert. Uh, was White Snake in 1987. Nice. Not bad. Yeah. In Middletown, New York. I mean, it's, you know, it's not Menudo or it's not Michael Jackson. Yeah. I uh, wish it was. And then, like I said, it was just like, yeah, it was just like this man AWOL, and then Murphy's Law would, was probably 89, because, you know, in that area, and I was like, you know, probably first got into like punk or hardcore in like 88, mm-hmm. so I was a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit behind. Um, so uh, when – you were the band you you were in black army
1: jacket. It's a black army jacket. Yeah, yeah.
0: which I remember. I mean, you know, a lot of bands are in the peripheral for me. Mm-hmm. Now it was like bands like that and like ninety seven A was that part of your kind of world? I don't um, know why I put you guys together. We played with them. Yeah, maybe so I saw you on a, flyers. A flyer. Or... Yeah. yeah,
1: they were part of that like fast like youth crew kind yeah, of hardcore okay. revival thing. And you were more
0: like Power Violence. Yeah, yeah, Power Yeah, which was never really my. You know, I just never. Yeah, it just never got into my thing, but. From just going to shows in New York, like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys played
1: Wetlands or wherever. We you... played uh in New York City yeah. proper. We played Seabees, yeah. Coney Island High. Coney Island High. That's probably yeah. saw a lot of – I went yeah. a lot of shows of Coney Island High. But mostly in New York uh, – and I was tell people this, that New York – uh so we were around in 95, 96 – um, we didn't people didn't really care too much in New York for that kind of music it was more still hardcore like VOD right yeah that Groovy, was huge like Groove yeah like, yeah Life of Agony yeah a little bit yeah which I love yeah, but, too. Yeah. but we didn't do that so for us the west coast was always better so we'd come out here we'd fly out here and then just do like a run of like a week or two or whatever with bands from out here uh, the only time really in on the east coast where we did well was when Spaz came out who were this big yeah. band from uh, the Bay Area and they flew out, or they toured the states, and we did the run like a lot of the East Coast dates with them, and it was people who really came out for that. But other than that, it was you know playing CBs, and a couple hundred people maybe, if that. Uh, so it was a lot of you know people romanticize the past, and you know sometimes it's not as uh... no, nah, I was I was there. It was it was okay, you know it was it wasn't great. Now again, if you were a band like VOD or, um. Who are other bands from that time period? Uh, the O.D. were from Long Island. Uh, not even Glassjaw yet, because Glassjaw yeah. was was still t- kind of developing over there. But yeah, more of the hardcore, metallic hardcore did better. We were, you know, fast, short songs and
0: that kind of thing. Earth Crisis was still probably yeah, Earth yeah. Crisis.
1: And I love all that. You know, obviously, uh, if you know No Echo, I I, I love that era of hardcore. Uh, there's not really any era of hardcore I don't like. I'm I'm not. Um, I'm kind of uh, I'm not too picky, yeah. which I get crap for sometimes from my older friends, my f- more friends my age. Yeah, like uh, new hardcore, and you I know, mean, there's a lot of great new hardcore bands, and they're just like, oh, I've heard it, seen it before. It's that's a rip off of so and so, and but everything is yeah. That's that's what I think, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, it was for Black Army Jacket. We didn't really fit into that, so. It wasn't great for us at home, but out here, it was good. It was the West Coast.
0: What was it? So, you know, the first time I've been to California is when I left New York and moved mm-hmm. to San Diego. Never been to California. just had mm-hmm. a friend San Diego before I moved to L.A. It was like 2002. Um, what was your, like, opinion coming from New York and then going? Was it like – because now you live here, so mm-hmm. you have, like, kind of something to compare it to.
1: I was uh, always obsessed with uh, TV shows and movies yeah. and entertainment and – and the It's history, magic, right? It's, it's just I to love me it. It was like it's I, magic. I I'm still I still love it, and I work in it now, and I still love it. Um, I think that when I my my view of of California, of Southern California, was was told through Thrasher magazine yeah. and photos and and videos from skateboard uh, you know skateboard companies would release back then. So it was very you know every, everyone lives in Venice and Santa, yeah. Santa Monica and everyone cool hair. Yeah, everyone's got Tony Hawk hair. It's cool and laid back. Or or the movie uh, um was it uh, Gleaming the Cube, Cube yeah. you know, Thrasher, yeah. rad, all that, you know, that that kind of um oh everyone's just, you know, outdoorsy and, and, and beachy and cool and and then people thought New York was like the Warriors or like Escape from New yeah. York where it was like the South Bronx, everything's on fire and gangs. So um I had that in my mind. But when I first came out to California was on tour, uh in the mid 90s and um i think the other guys in my band were like oh it's okay i loved it you know yeah <laughs> I was like, this is great uh very anti-new york thing to say a lot of new yorkers are very like uh oh, la is so plastic and phony and whatever and um i think a lot of people in new york are like that too though it's know? every yeah it, it's <laughs> so like people know. are rude here and yeah. there it's like
0: everyone's rude yeah there's good pizza everywhere i mean there's bad pizza everywhere there's good pizza everywhere. It's like, you know, these are, you know. It's, yeah.
1: I, there's, uh, where we live in Sherman Oaks, we have um, Mulberry Street Pizza, which is very- It's great. Yeah. Mulberry Street's great. Yeah. Very East Coasty. It's very kind good. Of I, And I, I've
0: eaten pizza in Brooklyn, and I was like, this isn't very good. It just happened you know what I Some mean? Some people think New Jersey has the best pizza. It does. You think so, right? Yeah. Just yeah. from growing up, it's always been the most consistent. Uh, I mean, I can only speak mostly for like that Bergen County area, but mm-hmm. most of those people- you know, people like my dad, I think, was born in the Bronx or whatever. Yeah. People, you, you can't afford, you move out or whatever, mm-hmm. you go to New Jersey. Yeah. People in New Jersey can't afford to whatever, you start moving, whatever. You go to the, you know, Rockland County or whatever, and yeah. then you can't afford that. Cause I went to community college in Rockland County. Then you go to Orange County. And then yeah. eventually, just like here, you know, you go into the valley, now you're in Van Nuys, now you're in who knows, you know, yeah. where, where you are. Um, but they take that with, it's not like a new country, it's they take that with them. Yeah. So it makes sense.
1: People are passionate about pizza. Yeah. Like, really. um, And when I – I remember, like, a few years ago on Facebook, I just posted some status, you know, like I commented something about pizza. Or I asked, um, uh, deep dish, how do you people feel about deep dish? And all my New York friends were like, fuck that. Deep dish is bullshit, you know. Um, be from chicago were like yeah yeah like then my other friends were like are you kidding me you know blah 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 uh new york pizza's too thin and but people are really passionate about it and so much so that i interviewed the guys from anthrax or two of them scott ian and charlie benante and um this is when i worked at uh, huffington post aol and i was producing uh video content for them and i had them come in and i didn't want to ask them about their new album because That's boring Yeah They probably heard that They don't give a shit about that So I I said Let's talk about pizza When we Like what do you think about That you know idea And they're like Yeah let's do it And I'm telling you It was one of the most Viewed pieces Because they were talking They listed all these places In LA and New York That they loved People were like Like offended That they didn't say Certain pizzeria You know It's when
0: somebody lists Like the top ten albums Or something It's like you left off with it It's like well you can list Every single album (laughs) Yeah At that point Yeah Uh, when you were gonna move, was it mm-hmm. like a, when you were like gonna move to uh, LA? Was there was it just like I want to
1: move to LA? Or was there just opportunities out here for you and your wife? Or? She worked uh, for Judith Regan, this book publisher, mm. and um, so Judith Regan did uh, all the rock star books at the time, like Marilyn Manson and you know Dave Navarro's like drug book and Nikki Six, all these uh, Jenna Jameson, all the porn stuff. She did all the books that were for people who don't read books normally, <laughs> right? Right and uh my wife was an editor there so they moved out here because they wanted to be where the celebrities were and, and really branch get that branch of the company bigger and so they moved out here but the problem was within the first few months she did a book with O.J. Simpson called If I Did It I've heard yeah and um <laughs> is she the be- editor on that book no she <laughs> didn't work uh hands on that book but um it was a disaster and people wanted Judith Regan's head. So basically, um the the company that owned Regan Books uh, kicked her to the curb. They you know, and um they offered to move my wife back and me back to New York and work for the parent company. Um, but my wife, you know, said, you know what, let's just stay here and figure it out. There's no publishing really compared to New York here, book publishing. So she started working in television as an assistant, kind of starting from the bottom, and then she's worked her way up. But um, yeah, we came here because of her job. I didn't have a job, so I had to find one when we got out here. Yeah, which is, yeah. I mean, in LA, not having a job is
0: like, is the new having a job, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, not no. that I would know. How would I know that? <laughs> Very employable Jason Horton, everybody, <laughs> doing a podcast. Uh, were you excited to move out here? Were you apprehensive?
1: Yes. No, she called me. Mm-hmm. And um, and I said yes right away. I didn't think. I was like. Well, How long
0: sorry. before? You know, I'm just kind of
1: comparing your. your we were out three family. weeks later. Yeah. Three weeks later we were out.
0: Was there any. Was there any. Would you have any like. We romanticizing it even before this kind of came to be. Where you're just like. Oh, I'd love to live in like
1: LA. Or something? I didn't. I wanted to. I didn't think I would ever do it. Because. um, I don't think. I'd still be there if it weren't for her. Yeah. Meaning that. um, We. we Pushed each other to do it. Yeah. Um. My friends are so ingrained, like they're ingrained into the the New York thing with family. And my friends had kids in their 20s. I didn't have kids until my late 30s. Yeah. So they were already, you know, all my, you know, their their support system for their kids was already there. So it makes was, sense. Yeah, from, yeah. Yeah. And so um, I, to me, it was a pipe dream, you know, but I lived in New York. It wasn't like that bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah I love yeah, New York. Yeah. So I was like, if I stay here the rest of my life, I'm fine. Great, I love it here. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like I was in, I don't know. I'm not going to say someplace and offend someone. Yeah, you know, somewhere else in the country where I might not be happy. So, um, yeah, it was. It, but it was because of her, her, her job that we moved out here, and they paid for everything. So that made it much more. Yeah, know, yeah. What's you know, to doable? Yeah. Did you first live? Did would you always live in the valley, or no? We lived in Santa Monica for the first like seven years. How'd you like that? We loved it, especially coming from New York. You know, yeah. oh, we live by the beach. We could walk to the beach. Yeah. And people would come visit, and they were like, "Oh my God, this is so different from New York." Yeah, it was. It yeah. was, and it's again, not Coney Island. No, right, <laughs> right. Well, it was also going back to the, I was saying how I was always, as a kid, into television, uh, big into into um, Three's Company. I knew you were gonna, yeah. I, I like, and it was like, oh, the Regal Beagle was here. Yeah, yeah,
0: and their apartment. Like, I'm a very big into like uh, l- like what landmarks mm-hmm. were from TV shows. Yes. Uh, like, like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Danny, I think it's Danny from House of Pain, has this thing called Delta, uh, which I'm fascinated with that whole thing. And I do the same thing. Like, I went to London. He has the house. He bought the house House. from Christmas Story. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I'm just a huge kind of fan of that. But, you know, uh, growing up, it's like the, uh, when people ask me what got me into comedy, it was, I wanted to be Jack Tripper. Nice. Because he was, um, like, he was like a looking guy but he wasn't mm-hmm. so good looking and he like he was a dork but and, but and he fell over stuff but and but women seemed to want to be around him still but he wasn't like super threatening and i was just like i want to be that you yeah. know uh between that and then the state that was on mtv which i used to go to tapings at nyu that's yeah. what i was like now nah, i want to do we'll do this but yeah. you, as soon as you said santa monica <laughs> because they're at the santa monica zoo yeah. Yeah. and i was like and i was just like it must be so cool to have a bar like right under you yeah. But now that I, th- you know, when I think about it now, it's like, I would never want that. I mean, I live in I live in uh, the Atwater Village area, mm-hmm. and there's bars everywhere, and I'm not a big drinker. You know what I mean? I yeah. just don't whatever. And it's not a nightmare, but, like, living, ne- unless you're single, yeah. even then, it's kind of like, I don't want to be around all these that's people. Right. But think about that. It's like, wow, you can just leave your apartment, go downstairs, and sit in a nice round yeah. booth, and go on, like, a date, and, like, <laughs> girls, like, be interested in you, or fighting over you. It was, that's mad, like, but I always thought that was something... Like somebody else did, and I was only meant to watch it. (laughs) And then I've worked—I mean, I've worked and met with, and auditioned with, and done projects with people where I was like, "I've watched you on TV or movies my whole life, and now we're like talking about stuff." It's very—I mean, I'm sure with music and music, or Mm and you know, you're in the Mm -hmm. entertainment world Mm -hmm. too. It's kind of like, "No, I watched you on MTV." Like, (laughs) we're now we're talking uh, about things. You know, we're talking about pizza now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, super magical
1: uh the Jack Tripper uh uh connection continues with, with me because um uh with John Ritter, right? Yeah. Um my I blanked for a second. My my father in law uh knew knew him and um they were friends in the seventies in New York. So my, my father in law was a professor at Columbia at the time and he knew like artsy fartsy people and somehow Ritter was part of that somehow. And they went, and I always remember this, they went to go see The Shining together when it came out in theater. So my father-in-law and Jack Tripper, essentially. Well, see, I should
0: have had him in here. Yes. Yeah, I got, the all, accent, the wrong, I got yeah. all the wrong people in <laughs> the here. The wrong people. You're only mentioning the more interesting <laughs> yes, people, which I is know. bad. I'm, you shouldn't do that. I know, <laughs> I know,
1: I know. But um, yes, and then the other connection real quick was recently I work in TV production or video production, and I went to go shoot something for an, an animal shelter. That Kaylee Coco or Cuckoo Coco? Coco I think Coco, so. Yeah, Coco, I don't know. She she's really passionate about. So she had us over at her house, beautiful house, as expected. Uh, and uh, she worked on that show with with uh, when, oh, where, where he died. Yeah, actually.
0: yeah, yeah. Ten reasons to yeah. date my daughter. Three, don't date my daughter. Yeah.
1: And she was really nice. And uh, I didn't ask her about him, but no. but there was a photo there of him, and, and, and it yeah. makes me. I mean, it's like an
0: emotional thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, I love. Yeah, I mean, he's. He was like my mom used to say that my mom, who's an immigrant from from South America, but she loved American television from you know the golden era or whatever, and she always used to say that um, uh, Jack Tripper the character was like uh, Dick Van Dyke, you know, because he was so physical and he you know walk into the room and fall, and it was just always so funny. Yeah, yeah, you know?
0: he'd be like he'd be he's controversial, but in a way, but he wasn't, uh, har- you know, he was like kind of do no harm, and yeah. he would. You know, the women like were like, I hate you, but I need to be around you. And I was just like, How do I like I want to be like I just it just resonated with me like a really young age. I don't know, that was like my first thing about being a, a guy and being like I want to be, like, I'm, lo- you know, that's like a rock star
1: yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was Definitely great. Definitely you weren't into Larry, because Larry was, like, the scumbag. Of the- no, no, no. And, like- <laughs> I,
0: you know, I just felt, it was really just, but now looking back at Larry, I was like, Larry's pretty, he's really edgy. You know what I mean? He really, he really really pushed it. Oh. Um. Uh, so uh, when you kind of, d- like, being out here, mm. and going, I mean, for me in New York, going to shows, it's all I did cuz I did a fanzine, I did mm-hmm. all that kind of so I did a lot of like got passes and like into every single like Coney Island High I would go to like every single sh- you know what I mean, I went to like a secret social distortion show, I got invited to like the Sex Pistols reunion. It was like yeah. great. But out here in LA, it's kind of like, oh, what's the parking like? <laughs> I'm so tired. Like did that change for you? Like yeah. did like, you know, the l- lifestyle kind of change?
1: Yeah, I don't go to shows as much as I used to and that's, you know, I have two young kids at home and uh, a lot of times um it's Child care, you know who's gonna who's gonna be with them physically in this in this house, you know. If I've met the show and she's working, she travels a lot with work. My wife. Um, so, yeah, I it has to be convenient now. So yeah, the parking comes into question. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm actually um, presenting in quotes a show in June, um, and it's in Orange County. And, and anyone who is that who Fireburn. Fireburn yeah, show, yeah. yeah, and it's a great show, but it's in Orange County, yeah. so it's a Friday. So I'm already thinking about it, and it's, yeah. it's in June. Yeah, so I'm already like, what should I do that Friday? Do I leave? You know, it's like that that skit on SNL. Yeah, the Californians. Yeah, scene. do I take the you know six yeah. o five? And then yeah, it's it's that Six oh five. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's it it, ha- it takes a lot for me to get out to a show now. Um, I w- I don't have the hardcore buddy um, near me. What that- you need? Yeah. I, I I do. It's like I, a gym buddy, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. like you're not. They gonna... motivate you, right? Yeah. They, they they you feel bad letting them down, so you go. So I need that. Uh, Andrew from Strife lives near me, but he's you know he's he lives with his girlfriend and they don't have kids, so it's a different kind of vibe. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like yeah. Um, so it's it's hard for me to kind of like work my way into into like, like finding someone who's married with kids who who's going to understand. And, and it also wants to go to shows and, and support the scene. Yeah, but, you know, it, <laughs> the, quotes, it, obviously the,
0: scene. the internet has, you know, for me, it's like, I probably listen to more hardcore now than I did, only because the internet yeah. makes it so available. Like, it reminds me of things that I used to like. It introduces me to some new things. Um, and it's just kind of, it's like, kind of, always like, it's always there. So I'm listening to more, but I'm going to less, sh- I'm yeah. less involved, you yeah. know. Uh, but is that how No Echo kind of came
1: about? Was it something like... Uh, um, well it was a friend of mine who who did a site called Aversion. Uh he he it was a blog where he would just post um like old hardcore and metal like demos and seven inches stuff from the nineties especially. Um, for example, like bulldoze or neglect, something like that. And people would chime in and he would upload the songs people would download it. This was, you know, early on when MP3's where, you know, that was like a new thing. You
0: download Mediafire. Yeah, yes,
1: exactly. And Andrew did that site version. And then he kind of, like, stopped doing it. He didn't update it frequently, which is a very common thing in this kind of music. You see a cool website or a blog, whatever, and then, like, a few weeks later, it's not updated, and then you stop going to it. So we we became friends, and um, I just said to him one day, uh, I never met him in person. I didn't even know what he looked like. And uh, I emailed him and I said, hey, we should do a website. And then we started No Echo in 2004. And the idea was to have all kinds of music. So you started in New York? No, I lived here. So we moved here, did I say 2004? Yeah. 2014. Okay. Sorry. 2014. So I was like, wow, I just no, no, got, no, no. it's been around for a while. No, 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 little, no, no, uh, 2014. Uh, 2014. Uh, beginning yeah. in 2014. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and he, and Andrew does web development. So it was, you know, we had a leg up that way. We didn't have to spend money on that. Um, but... The idea was to do uh not only hardcore um uh, heavy metal, but everything that we like. And we both love really random kinds of music. Um what people call yacht rock. We're huge into that.
0: What would that what is an example of that?
1: It would be like um Michael McDonald's solo material. Okay. Huey uh, Lewis. Would it be mm, I, I like Huey Lewis, but it, that's not really that wheelhouse. It would be um kind of like um like smooth jazz okay. and like like, AM music. Okay. You know? like Yeah. Uh, One-hit wonders. Okay. So we were covering that kind of stuff on the site, believe it or not, next to, uh, you know, a, a hardcore Converge or something. It was crazy. But it was, like, my dream and his dream. Like, this is great. This is exactly what we like in a website kind of form. The problem was we couldn't find an audience because people don't want that. They want to go to a website knowing what they're going to get out of it. Well, that's a, the, the more narrow you can – broad to get
0: a lot of people, but narrow to, you know, so people know what they're getting. Yes. Is the secret.
1: Yes. So we started – so then what, hap- what happened was with time, um, uh, some contributors came in. My friend Freddie from New York, Freddie Alva, he wrote some some stuff that really got a lot of traction, and people started coming. So, yeah, people would come, and they'd say, oh, there's not enough hardcore in here. I'm not interested. Um, with time, last year Andrew lost interest. He wanted to go back to his site, um, and what I did was I, I said, all right, "I'll continue it on my own, but I'm going to really narrow focus it to mostly hardcore." And uh, it's helped. It's done. It's the, the site's doing better than ever. Uh, I can feel it. I don't go into check traffic often, um, but when I do, it's it's like wow. It's, every month, it gets better. And when you say that's happening, I mean, just curious, yeah. as somebody who, like, you know, makes, content. has made a living on, yeah, yeah,
0: on the internet, is it, uh, does it, is it, are people finding it just kind of organically? Because I know, like, or you'll post it on your Facebook page, yeah. right? There's only so many times you could do that before right. people are like, yeah, we get it. Um, <laughs> so is it, is is your kind of thing, like, because of the volume of content and it's uh, indexing on Google, whatever yeah. the case may be, so how is it, how is
1: it growing? Um. Uh, word of mouth, yeah. Because I, what happens is I get people who write me um, from bands or labels, small you know, small labels. When I say label, it's like a guy, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's not a, a record company. But and it's always um, I I found so and so posted something, and I, I like your site. So it is word of mouth. I don't run any ads on on the on the site. That's what I, was, I was
0: curious. I noticed you didn't run any. I yet. don't
1: run any uh, ads. I would love to make money on it. I, I'm not above that. I would love to to. The problem is that the the heavy metal kind of websites that like my size websites, they they run through networks. Yeah. So you'll go on the website and you'll see uh, ads for stuff that doesn't really like make sense.
0: Like I look at Blabbermouth. For some yeah. reason I like Blabbermouth. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why, but uh-huh. I just do. Yeah. But they
1: have yeah I know I understand yeah it's like uh, it's just like a hodgepodge of stuff. Yeah. And the truth is that hardcore there's no money in it. So there's there's Deathwish records or Deathwish Inc. There's Revelation. There's a few record labels that are actual functioning you know with employees. Uh, record labels, but they don't really have money to like or want to spend money on advertising yeah. online. So, uh, my thing is, I spend a lot of time on it, a lot of time on No Echo, and I don't make any money on it. And some people would think that's crazy. Why would you do that? And I've had people um, that I've talked to r- recently who are like, you got to put ads on there, you got to make some money on it. Like, that's not, you know, that's not smart. But um, I just don't think about it. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I make my living somewhere else so i don't right. need to worry about it that much i guess and plus it
0: keeps the integrity maintains the integrity of the thing where you don't have it clouded by
1: ads are a huge turnoff it is and what happens and i used to because i used to work in, in digital marketing at, for record labels what happens is they'll do an ad buy and then they yeah. start pressuring you to cover their bands and i don't want on to podcasts they're fine though just to be clear <laughs> and maybe even this one it's totally fine to have
0: no i'm talking about like I know, but banner it's, ads where it's but, yeah, like some it's,
1: Amazon, like it, it would, I've been on websites for you know heavy metal and punk websites where it's an ad for like a like something for like senior citizens. Yeah, it's, it's like totally it's, it doesn't, doesn't just, make any it's, it's
0: sense. Not, it's not discerning. Yeah. Um. So uh, like you have in, you know you have nice cross section of interviews. You mm-hmm. have like things, the things that I'm most interested mm-hmm. in uh are usually the things of the kind of I don't say nostalgic, but the things of like the old school, like you yeah. had you know uh Tim Chung from Token Entry yeah. uh w- which I was just like like, I think I may have mentioned, like, you had interviews and answered questions of things that I've searched the internet for. Yeah. I'm just very, like, I wanted to, like, wanted to know about, like, Uniform Choice. Yeah. Because it was during this weird time, which was, like, past my time, but mm-hmm. then I got to staring at the sun. And I was like, what's the deal with all this? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, what's the deal with, like, some of these things? Um, and uh, and then also you had, uh, I got turned out, I think, my buddy, Matt, Matt Weter, maybe uh-huh, from yeah. uh, which we... Went to you know shows together back in the day yeah. and stuff like that, which I thought was really really cool. I think yeah. you might have, might have caught wind of it. Um When you're going, when you're doing interviews, um, have have there been any that you haven't gotten yet that you want? Yeah, I'm skipping around, but yeah, that's I, okay.
1: Um, I want to interview Pat Dubar from Uniform Yeah, I was, okay, that's He's, something I wanted. Yeah, there's I want nothing,
0: to talk to him. I search, like, I'll sit <laughs> there, and I'll be like, there's got to be, and I found, like, a random photo or, like, mm-hmm. a random video, yeah. but I was like, I want, I don't care if he doesn't want to tell, I want to know. Right. Right? And I right. think that's how a lot of people are. Do you have any, like, just out cur- of do you have any, like... Why he doesn't talk to them? You know. Um,
1: no, I, I know that um, he was in uh, Tony Rettman who did the Straight Edge book. Yeah. Pat's in that book. He interviewed Pat, um, and I've. There's a lot of different um, people I've talked to that are like can literally text him right now, yeah. and I just haven't pushed it. Yeah, I think I will get Pat Dubar yeah. to do an interview, um, but that's definitely my. I don't know if it's maybe it, it, it might be my top one. Um, there are people that i i will interview but i feel like they've been interviewed so many times that's not I, I like like you're saying like i like getting the Tim chunks of the world yeah because I mean, that's there's a lot of love. trivia to be to yeah. be, you know to mine from um and it is for me it is about those trivia kind of things like oh man like um you know uh i'm in a are you in that facebook group where it's like fellow old people that you know all we do is complain about hardcore
0: no, no, but it should it's be a, right. Yeah, I'll add you. but add me, please. It's
1: yeah. a, a '90s group, and it's a lot of musicians. Um, I won't say who they are because yeah. it's a very private thing. So yeah. We talk trash, but, but um, there, you know, something will, like someone will post something like Bad Brains' Rise album, yeah. for example. That album's garbage, and someone's like, "No, it's a sleeper, man. Give it a chance," you know, and that kind of thing. So I like to have. You know, interviews where those kinds of questions or, or that kind those kinds of topics like, hey, I've always wanted to know why didn't you or why did who is the person on the cover of this record? Yeah. You know, those kinds of things, because that's the kind of stuff I live for. You know, um, the. Leave the other interviews for, like, the... Tell me about the new album. I don't care about that. Yeah, Metal
0: Hammer. I don't know, whatever. stock questions.
1: Yeah. I I always ask about their childhood. I want to get... You know, I I do it chronologically, and I want to get some... Find out, how'd you get into hardcore? How'd you get into... Was it through metal? Because a lot of people got, like me, through metal. Metal and then hardcore. I ask those kinds of questions. But I also want to get those trivia things, the stuff that I always wondered about, you know? And sometimes the answers are disappointing because a person will be like, oh, yeah, it was just this. It was It's just some random fact. There wasn't, like, a lot of meaning to it. Yeah. But I still, now, I feel like I know now for a do fact. Do you, you
0: know? and I get, you probably, I don't know, you couldn't get it, like, from the singer, obviously, mm-hmm. when you found out who it is, but I don't mm-hmm. know. And this is something I probably would just ask you on, on the side, anyone would ask. What is up with the,
1: the self-titled Warzone album? Well, that's something. Um, wh- can you do something on it, I guess? <laughs> yeah, I, I like, can, I can. <laughs> um I actually, I reached out to the drummer on that album because he played with Sick of It All for a while as well. And uh, I, I didn't get a response. Now, a lot of times, uh, not only people, like I say, you know, we're in our 40s, in, in our early 40s, we're old. But some of these guys are like, pushing 50 yeah and they're clueless when it comes to social media how to connect with them yeah. yeah and they have a page up that like their daughter or someone put up for them and they don't know so i've, I've had people that respond to me a year and a half later hey i just saw this message yeah. on my facebook i would love to do an interview you know so i i reached out to the drummer from the Warzone album the the one in question and because uh, i will ask him you know, what What they were thinking, what What was up with that, because it's horrible. It's a horrible album. You know, I, I listen I to like a lot, And I like horrible albums. I
0: know. So I love horrible albums. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I like, them. I really do. I like uh, Alpha Omega. I like, I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. I. It's, it's very bad, but I feel like there's good songs in there. They just don't sound good. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I feel okay. like, I was like, oh, I feel like there, if there was a different version of this, <laughs> not even to take away, you can even keep some of like the, but it sounds like somebody just went in and we're like, hey. Yeah is is it people all is it just Ray and a bunch of other people or is there people from Warzone on it or from the other albums or i think they're all new guys Yeah, the, i think they were just
1: for that one album uh, yeah. i'm pretty sure
0: i would just love to know like how that came to yeah. be and then i heard there was like Warzone that dancers at some of their shows like i've just read so many <laughs> things and it was just i don't know it was just one of those things in time where yeah. i figured you would know and then you posted I that don't. you talk to Jordan from uh, Revelation yes. about the Slipknot out. Right. Are you going to do something on that?
1: I will. I definitely okay. will. Yeah. I'll wait. Again, but, oh. those are the kinds of things that yeah, yeah. people uh, that go to No Echo are, you know, I know that that it makes your day because it makes my day, you know? Yeah. Like, I love that kind of stuff. And um, they might not have access or have time or, you know, and I will do it. I, mm-hmm. I will do the, the dirty work for them <laughs> to get that trivia tidbit. Um, and it's funny, and, and Jordan is that's a great example because I, I was at, you were there at the the straight edge book, uh, symposium, whatever you want to call it. And I was flipping through records and I saw the Slipknot record and Jordan was behind me and like, what, you know, this is, I have to say something. So I go Jordan and he looks at it and his face changes and he goes, well, what do you want to know about that? He doesn't understand that people care. Yeah. He doesn't, he was like, what? Like, why Why would you care about that? Don't you want to ask me about Start Today? No, 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 no. Start yeah. Today has been talked about. Yeah. You know, we, we know. There's lots access of... to that. Y- there's yeah, no yeah. access to that. It's a matter of access, but
0: I think that's a great, at least for me, who's somebody, like I said, I love nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of fits into like, I, and there's just not a lot of document information because the internet wasn't like yeah, capturing a lot of that yeah. back then. Yeah, But so what's, because you know, you talk about, and this is just my, my kind of marketing internet mm-hmm. brain, but you have no echo, like, oh, you don't run ads, but it seems like you're, using it as a platform to launch other things like, you know, pr- pr- producing shows uh-huh. like, is, is there a thing where you are like, cause there's a value to building up an audience yeah. and not, uh, trying to monetize them, which I, I think the growing an audience is more important than trying to make money Every step single step mm-hmm. of the way. Um because you want to you know, we're talking right now, I want somebody to hear it. Yeah. Um, of and that's the most important. Or why yeah. why are we doing this? You want someone to read it.
1: If people weren't reading it, I wouldn't do it. So, yeah. I'm, tellin- I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Even
0: with if you're it. making money on it because it's like yeah. not that much money and be like, it's yeah. work. Right, exactly. Exactly. But is there a thing to where you're like, Hey, no echo could be no echo or the record label and no echo the podcast? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I mean, I would listen. to You definitely would have a listener, yeah. Because there's something different if you're talking to Tim Chunks mm-hmm. or Pat the uh, Longbar, Pat the oh, oh, whatever. I, I talked to Pat Langer, yeah, yes. Like, yeah, like I mean, I would love yeah. to listen to that and hear their enthusiasm or <laughs> right, maybe right. lack enthusiasm. No, yeah. uh, and there's a lot
1: of stuff that doesn't go in, into the written, you know, the one yeah. you see. Now, some of that is because it's off. You know, oh, I want to tell you something, but please don't. I and know That's yeah. the good stuff, right? Yeah. That's so, but there is stuff that i just don't put in because of it's going to be too long yeah. but yeah. people might like you know but the reason i haven't done the podcasting is because i'm afraid that i won't be consistent with it Yeah. and like i was saying before the websites people don't update them and i hate
0: that oh i know you there's know? nothing worse than going to something and oh you haven't posted like in
1: a month yeah, then like, i'm not going to come back exactly and that's what my fear is with the podcast thing um i do a, a weekly show on this a service called Gimme Radio. I and you know, I, yeah. I did a
0: listener thing of that because I was see, seeking out uh I I, I want to do I used to do XM yeah. a little bit. So I wanted to get back into that and I was just searching a million mm-hmm. things and then and I saw you were on the you have a show called Street Ready. Street Ready, yep. Yeah. And so I did a listener thing, which is, you know, was mm-hmm. kind of the stuff that you'd imagine we were talking about. It's really my podcast voice and me talking about like I remember buying uh, Suicide tendencies. Yeah. How can I laugh in Staten Island? Yeah. I got it on tape and it was magical. Here's
1: Well, suicide. that's, that's yeah. basically what I do. Yeah. yeah it's it's the same thing.
0: I mean, it's the same kind of, th- um, uh, now are you like, but you using that to maybe like kind of cross, maybe crossing some things over or is it just,
1: um, a friend of mine, a Dean back in New York, he, he's the guy who's like doing the talent, uh, kind of wrangling for that. And, um, we, that's how I came into the yeah. picture for that. Um, I do bring up no echo every episode in the beginning and the top, the top of the hour. And then at the end, I bring it up and I tell people, check it out. So I am promoting no echo. Um, hopefully that helps. But, um, so the plan in terms of like the, the brand, I would love to do a podcast. Um, that's something I've thought about a lot in the last few months. Um, we're going to do some t-shirts. Someone's helping me with that. Um, so I don't know. I think, um, I've gotten to the point now with the with the updating of the website that there's new content every day of some form. Um, some days there's three new things, which is a lot. Um, but um, so I think I've gotten to the point now where I have a good flow on, on the website part of it. So maybe the, it is time to do the podcast. Uh, doing the shows is something that, quite honestly, it doesn't really involve anything for me um, in terms of like the production end of it. I don't have to go there that day and do You're like p- you promoting know. it. Yeah, exactly. I'm just promoting it and I'm helping uh, find some of the bands for it. Um I do want to curate something um for, you know, before the end of the year, like something from top to bottom where I curated. Where this one for Fireburn, uh I helped, but you know, I want to do one where it's like every yeah, band. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's my my pick or whatever. Um but um it depends because in my my real like career life uh, right now, um, I started a, a production company with, with a former coworker. I used to work at Fuse, the cable network, and um, we started uh, the two of us started a, a production company, and we signed a deal with a bigger production company that's established. And so we're going under them, and you know our shows are being pitched through their agent, blah 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 blah, and we're close to, s- to finalizing a deal with um, with uh, a big streaming streamer. Uh, network <laughs> yeah. so um that depending on how much time that takes right that's the thing that's why i don't know if it's the right time to start a podcast right you yeah, had to add things on yeah and and with two kids it's hard um but uh i, I have no i have no plans of stopping no i of have anything i want to continue i want to bring more contributors on um people will, will write me hey i would love to write and i come on bring it on and then mm-hmm. they don't you know, of or course, they, you yeah, it's yeah. another thing. And
0: so you have to sit down and get the, you know, you need the five hundred words or whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. So, well, people can then essentially find, you know, no, uh, was it No Echo dot?
1: No, I don't know what the No, e- just No Echo on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I yeah. don't
0: but the site's noecho.net Nets, net. dot that's net. We, yeah. we couldn't get the
1: .com right. you know that's big bucks that's <laughs> <laughs> .gov taken yeah. .org yeah um awesome it, yeah it, it really bugs me that it's .net uh, uh, to this day and it's you know four, four it sounds
0: years. almost kind of like it's like a you know like a not a name brand yes yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah.
1: .com is like i know it's so much sexier but um hey it's too late now so yeah. it's fine but um we, we will have t-shirts soon and the question is, do I have the .net on a shirt oh. Because it, you know, I don't want to mess up. This stu- it gets ugly with the It's .net. very, it's very ugly. You know? so yeah. Let's just leave it no echo. It's like a hashtag. Yeah, let's just leave no echo. Yeah, and you know, people if you go on Instagram and you put no echo in, it's gonna come out. Yeah, you know, awesome. Yeah, yeah. awesome. All right, that's it. That's it. That's it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>